hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Game Vault Podcast. I am your host, Jenny, and you are in for a treat today because we have a new and extra special episode for you. As you may know, aside from this podcast, we also stream on Twitch, and we've made a lot of great friends along that journey, some of which are streamers as well. And that got us thinking, why don't we start doing streamer spotlight episodes where we sit down with some awesome content creators from a variety of different streaming backgrounds, and we just hang out and chat about their entry into streaming, their communities, and just gather up any insights and tips which could be helpful for new people who might want to start streaming. Um, And just so you guys know, after that portion of the stream, Tom will be joining to discuss this week's Retro Roulette game, uh, which was Spyro for the PlayStation 1. Now, that being said, I will be introducing our very first streamer guest to this series of episodes, and he is also someone who's made a few appearances on the podcast already, Dan. And I'm really excited to have you on. Dan, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to do this. Um, we were you know, talking about making this a thing for quite a while, so you get to be our guinea pig. I hope you're excited, extra excited for that. Yeah, of course. I'm the wait. I'm the first one. I thought I thought you had someone else before. We've had uh, Death Comes mm-hmm. as just a podcast guest who I met through streaming, and he is also a streamer. But this is the first streamer spotlight episode, so oh, you yeah. are our official first guest of this series. If that makes sense. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. You're welcome. You're, this is going to get you like a million followers. So I hope you're oh, ready. I bet. I can't wait. <laughs> All right, so I guess we could jump right in. So the most important question, I think, what is your name on Twitch so everyone can find you? Uh, it is the Bat Dan underscore. So it's just the Bat D A N underscore. Perfect. Now I feel like from hanging out in your chats during your streams, a lot of people ask you about your Twitch name. Um, so what was the inspiration behind creating that name? I, I know a lot of these answers, but our listeners don't. So what was your inspiration behind the Bat Dan? It's, I think this is pretty simple. It's My name is Dan. <laughs> I really like Batman. Mm-hmm. So Batman rhymes with Bat Dan. Mm-hmm. And um, we couldn't find, I couldn't just use the Bat Dan or Bat Dan because all that was taken. So wow. I had to put an underscore in there and be original. I see. Yeah. So somewhere out there, there's another Bat Dan, huh? Uh, apparently, there's quite a few. <laughs> Darn. Well, I'm yes. glad that you were able to use the underscore to your advantage. Yeah, I like it. Awesome. So how would you describe your channel to someone who's never been to your streams before? Uh, my channel is it's like just watching a friend play a video game, I'd say. Like if you or I, I, I wanted to sort of feel as if I don't I know there are a lot of kids out there who don't understand what this means but you know when I was younger one of my favorite things was to go to the roller rink and watch the older kids play the arcade games so mm-hmm. they would have like uh the Simpsons, X-Men, uh Mortal Kombat and stuff like that so I would watch them play cuz I ne- I never brought any money with me to to, to play mm-hmm. so I kind of wanted to feel like that you just you're you're hanging out watching someone play a video game uh maybe you don't have the video game maybe you do and uh, yeah i just i want it to be just a a nice place to come and relax and watch someone play games yeah that's really awesome so would you say that you're like a chill variety streamer then Uh, yeah i guess so yeah variety is um i think that's a good way to to put it yeah i mean just 
speaking from someone who's been in your streams, I definitely enjoy the chill vibe. Um, you're very calm and collected and obviously friendly and interactive and, and, you know, you play a nice mix of games. So I feel like, you know, there's something, there's usually something that you're playing that would interest a decent amount of people, I would assume. So that's awesome. pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. At, at what point do we let the audience know that we're married? Do we do that or no? <laughs> well, the cat's out of the bag. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I feel well, like no, I, I just I don't want it to be one of the, you know. No, <laughs> it wasn't intentional that I didn't mention it. I just didn't think okay. of it. But yeah, Dan and I are married. That's not the reason why he's our first guest or anything either. There's no favoritism. We uh, just, you know, had some booking issues and Dan was available. So. Uh, agents agents uh, wires crossed yeah it was just a whole process you know how it is yeah yeah i I know that feeling (laughs) uh so now that we know that you're a chill variety streamer what are you currently playing on stream right now is there one game that you've committed to or do you have a few that you're switching in between uh i I was playing skyrim i was revisiting that nice uh and then i i grew bored with that quickly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and now I'm playing Zelda Breath of the Wild. I, I might switch up. Uh, I know Mark is on, you know, is on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, I reached out to him recently and said uh, it'd be nice to do a little co-op Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Revenge of Shredder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I think we're going to do that next week at one point. Nice. But it, it's nothing set in stone. But yeah, you know, uh, right now, just Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's an amazing game. So I don't blame you for playing that. Yeah. So what do you have like a decision making process really that that happens when you choose a game to stream? Like, do you randomly pick one or do you like playing games that you've played in the past or are good at? Or do you prefer playing brand new things on stream? Like, is there any kind of decision making process there? or Do you just go for it? Uh, I just go for it. Uh, If there's a game that I see that I want to play, I just play it. I, I don't have anything that and if a new game comes out. Maybe I'll try it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't, you know, I haven't really been streaming all that long. So right now I'm just playing games that I liked prior. Uh, I think the newest game I played was the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game. Yeah. And again, that that's, you know, hearkening back to the um, arcade days as, yeah. as an arcade feel. Uh, I played, what else did I play? I played Resident Evil 8. Mm-hmm. I know that came out a couple years ago. Um yeah, I just kind of go with the flow. I don't really have a process. Fair enough. Um, now, is there, is there, has there been a game so far that you've played that is by far your favorite? No, no, not really. Uh, I, I enjoyed Resident Evil Village. Uh, I, I've enjoyed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, I played Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. as well. That was fun. Oh yeah, that's a new uh, game uh, too. Yeah, I don't really have a, um, I don't have a favorite. Really, I like I've liked every game that I've played. Uh, I, I do like Zelda a lot, um, but I wouldn't say, you know, it's the best game I've ever played. Right. Yeah. There's nothing that stands out like on its own necessarily. Right. That's right. fine, because that means you like all of them. So that's not a bad thing either. Exactly. Um, now, actually, on the flip side of that, is there a gaming genre or a particular game that you would never, ever play on stream? Or are you pretty much just open to anything? Mm. Um, I guess I... I don't like I know you like the um, the first person like ghost hunting stuff. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of that. Okay. But I played it with you a little bit. Yeah. Like Phasma. Um, yeah. You know, probably I would stay away from fighting games and sports games. OK, that's fair. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not, I'm no good at those, and uh, it would just be me getting beaten up <laughs> on stream. And yeah, you know, it might be fun for some people, but yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, I think there's like a a fine line that you don't want to cross, where being bad at the game is entertaining, but then if you're like really bad at the game, it's no longer entertaining. So it's like yeah. you know a balancing act. So I don't blame you. I'm really bad at fighting games, and I've never really played sports games, so I'm just gonna assume I'm bad at them too. So. I'm right yeah, there with they're, you. They're hard. They're hard to play on, uh, you know, person versus person. So yeah, definitely. So I know you mentioned this a little while ago. You're pretty new to streaming. Give us a ballpark in case you don't know exactly how long have you been streaming on Twitch? Jeez, I, I guess since I don't, I honestly don't remember. I, I don't have a good memory. Um, I want to say was it like January? Know, I was going to say because you know we're married. Uh, right. I'm pretty sure it's been about six months. On and off a little and bit, then, but yeah. yeah, I think you started around January. Yeah, sure. maybe we'll go with that. <laughs> so yeah, you're you're pretty new to streaming. So what is your current um, status on Twitch? Uh, are you just you know a streamer? Are you affiliated? Are you partnered? What's your current what's your current status? Uh, I'm a affiliate, I believe. That's what they awesome. they call it, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, do you remember about how long it took you to reach affiliate? Because I know that's usually a Pretty popular question people have when they find out, you know, someone's affiliated. You know, how long did it take you to get to Not that point? Not long. I think it took two weeks. That's awesome. Yeah. I, well, I I piggybacked off of your community, um, which was fine. You know, I mean, everyone was very nice. It helps to have exposure to different communities and networking and stuff. But someone's not going to follow you if they're not digging your content. So you should yeah. give yourself more credit. No, I am. No, I am. I'm good. Um. Yeah, I, I guess it took two weeks, mm -hmm. and uh, then I I feel like I took some time off. I don't remember how long, but it, it was a little bit. Um, yeah, and I just kind of got it. I got back into it at re like maybe a month ago. Okay. Um. So, what was your overall motivation when you first started streaming? What made you want to start doing this in the first place? Uh, you know, I I hadn't I had watched you do it, and it seemed like fun. And I figured, oh, you know, maybe if I can make a little money on the side, that would be great, too. Um, but yeah, and that that was pretty much it. So with that in mind, do you currently have any short term or long term goals for yourself or your stream? Um, like, is there an achievement you're pushing for, like um, partner or more subs or more follows or sponsorships or or what have you? I would say subs and followers. Um I never I don't care if I get partnered or not. Um, I just want to have fun playing games. And again, make if I can make a little scratch on the side, you know, that helps, obviously. And mm -hmm. just, yeah, I want to entertain. I like to entertain. people. Awesome. So one of my favorite questions on this list, we're going to talk about your streaming setup because you recently came to own a pretty nice streaming setup. So for our listeners that don't know, how would you describe your streaming space that you may or may not be sitting in right now? Yeah, I am sitting in it. It's um, <laughs> it's a mostly empty room. With <laughs> Starting out strong. Uh, yeah, uh, mostly empty room with uh, some acoustic panels and a couple posters uh, and, and a chair and a desk. And uh, yeah, I, I, Tom was kind enough to make a computer for me and I'm using that. I have... Uh, dual monitors and a, a what else do i have here a ring light i think it's a ring light that i mm -hmm. i got you for christmas <laughs> and you don't use so i'm using it now um 
but yeah, that, that's in it. What I one of the monitors was my mom's old TV, and then I, I got an, another monitor. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So it sounds like you're slowly, or you've been slowly kind of building it up, accumulating, and making it, making like all the pieces work, basically. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, I'm kind of going off of your expertise here. You kind of you helped me set everything up mm -hmm. here. Uh, I don't know the first thing about hardware. Um, you know, th this whole thing is is brand new to me because I've again I've only been doing it for a few months on and mm -hmm. off. So yeah. So how how are you enjoying having your own streaming setup? Um, is it kind of giving you a little bit more motivation? Is it you know about the same? Like how how is it going for you now that you have your own space and you're putting it together basically? Uh, I I it hasn't changed my motivation. I I'm a, you know we're busy and mm -hmm. I, I I like to exercise a lot and um, you know I I truth be told I'd much rather be doing that more than anything. Uh, so I try to squeeze in streaming when I can. It's just, it's very hectic. Um, yeah. Because some days you just kind of want to hang out and um, yeah you it's tough to uh, to uh, devote like three four hours to playing video games if i were you know, 17 18 you know that it'd be easier much easier right. to sit down and, and play video games for hours on end mm -hmm. um but yeah I, I don't think having my own space it hasn't hurt for sure and uh i kind of use it to to work from home once a week as well mm -hmm. that's uh, good yeah so it it's it's just tough to to get a um a constant or a consistent schedule going i i podcast once a week so that that eliminates a night for me and then i'm trying again i'm trying to keep up with exercising that's a full-time thing yeah um, yeah it's it's hard it's hard to do i feel that uh yeah, so sure. i know you said you're new to the whole setup thing um but is there any part of your setup like a piece of tech that you especially enjoy whether it be something that you know you just purchased or or you know was given or is it something that you've used for a while that just works really well is there is there something that maybe our listeners might want to pick up that you are currently using um i i picked up uh, um i have a yeti mic but the room that i'm in it's um it's just a square room and uh the, it was very echoey mm -hmm. and i don't know i i might sound a little echoey now but uh, i picked up a mic shield um like an acoustic shield for the mic yep uh and it, it has helped quite a bit there's a big difference i'm told and from there what definitely heard, is yeah yeah uh and i got the acoustic panels in front of me which helps um uh, the ring light is good and i i got it at a pretty i got it at a pretty good price i think it was like i don't want to say because it, it was a, a yeah good, i was gonna say <laughs> yeah um but i got that at a decent price and it, it helps uh, yep. Yeah, I, I have a couple of things that I like. I, I do need to upgrade some things and maybe somewhere down the line I will if I'm more consistent with this and if I'm making consistent money off of it, then I can upgrade like the uh, the webcam or um, what else could I upgrade? But probably my second monitor because yeah. I'm upgrading my mom's old TV. Sure. Yeah, that's that's not a bad thing to shoot for. I know offline you you had mentioned that maybe a stream deck at some point. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Just like quality of life stuff is always nice. I feel like I feel like a stream setup, I guess up to a certain point, it's always 
evolving or updating. Like there's always something to update and change, I guess, if you're really into it. For sure. But you don't have to either, which is the fun thing about it. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm getting by without it right now. And uh, yeah, no, I think not, your setup's awesome. Yeah, it's not too hot. Uh, hot. It's not. Well, too I mean, it literally hard. is hot in that room. <laughs> it is. It's hot. I, I'm. Um. I went. I went Boston there for a second. It's not too hot. Had. <laughs> um, no, it's not too difficult to um to just do it manual and all that. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I like it so far. Good. Oh, that's awesome. I know Tom. Um, will be very happy to hear that because he was very excited. You know that you were inheriting his the first PC he ever built, and I think he did a really good job. So. Yeah, it looks great. It it definitely uh-huh. fits my um. It fits my, uh, my characteristics, I guess. Your vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just <laughs> it's black and it's got some red lights and those are like my two favorite colors essentially. So yeah, yeah. It looks very very cool. Yeah. And it's a nice size. The tower isn't like gigantic. Like mm-hmm. some of them are oversized. The cases and his case is like perfect. So. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. But then you know he he talks about like oh you need um. You're going to need this. You're going to need that to upgrade this and, you know, everything. Um, I, I don't know much about that stuff. So that, I rely on you guys. Well, I know you need um, more. Uh, what's it called? More memory. At some point, right. you're going to need it. Right. But um, so that's, again, I don't know much about all that. So, yeah, you'll get there. I mean, like you said, it's it's definitely working well for you. I mean, I've seen your streams and they go very well. You know, the the quality is there. It's not, you know, super laggy and not super sharp looking. It looks good. So. Oh, good. I'm glad. I think it's going well. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm sure some of our listeners are also your community members and they may be interested in listening to this. So I figured we can give them a little bit of a shout out. Um, so I know I know you don't have a name for your community, um, but what's what's the overall vibe like? If someone's looking to join your community and they may be wondering, like, what's it like? Is it chill? Is it super hectic, but a lot of fun? You know what I mean? Like, how would you describe the vibe in chat for someone who is looking to to pop in and join the community? Uh, it's just it's it's normal, I'd say. It's just a normal chat. You know, people mm-hmm. people will pop in every now and then and just, uh, you know, they'll, they'll they'll have fun with me. And it's just talking about their days, I, I think. Nothing out of the ordinary. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's anything hectic for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah I'm, you know, I'm not really averaging a ton of people here. I'm getting like what, like nine, 10 people. Um, but you know, that's nothing to, I'm not, I'm not making fun of people who, who get that because that's, that's still pretty cool to have nine, 10, 11, you know, so on yeah. and so forth, 20 people just kind of hanging out with you and yeah. watching you play a game. It's, it's exciting again, going back to the, uh, the, the roller rink where, you like the, the bigger kids, the older kids would be playing Mortal Kombat and have seven or eight people, like seven or eight kids just hanging around them, watching them play. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it's just a very normal, relaxing chat. Oh, that's awesome. That's I've been in a lot of bigger stream, like bigger streams, like way bigger, like 600 plus people. And yeah. the chat's either flying or you have people saying wild, ridiculous things. And it's it's nice to have, um, like you said, like a normal, nice chat where someone can come after work and just hang out and be like, hey, how was your day? And, you know, this is what I did. Or like, oh, I have this project coming up that I'm nervous about and I'm here to just like blow off steam. Right. I think that's nice to have like a kind of like a little sanctuary for people. 
Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it, nothing's expected of you. Right. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, so a streamer friend of ours, who is Nigiri Twenty One Sushi, invented the phrase "supporter" or the word "supporter," which is support and torture. Because her community likes to redeem punishments for her to do mid-game, like jump scares, or like mess her up during a game, and you know they're giving her bits or donations to do these things. So, is there anything that your community has done like this for you that's become a form of supporture? Because it's always fun to hear about this kind of stuff. I think. Um, uh, there's a thing that was kind of thrust upon me with uh, like pickles. Uh huh. Um, so I guess that's a kind of a supporture, right? Um. <laughs> Like, well, I mean, it, to you, it is. Yeah, I hate it. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you, this is partially your fault, too. Yeah, it could because, be. Uh, so I, I don't like pickles. I don't like eating pickles. So uh, part of what got me to affiliate so quickly was that I would I was going to eat um, X amount of pickles if I reached it in time. And um, so now you bought me a yodeling pickle. And... <laughs> If uh, I guess people can redeem their channel points for them, and then I, I have to play the, the yodeling pickle, and it's <laughs> it's so annoying. But I guess that's a form of uh, support, right? Yeah, it's support torture, right? Because you have people who are racking up their channel points watching you, mm -hmm. and then they get to cash them in to hear some sweet yodeling coming from yeah. a pickle. And then your look on your face makes it even better. That's yeah, I hate it. At least you're not eating the pickles anymore or drinking the pickle juice, because that that's would true, just be yeah. torture. That's true. That's, I, I've had to drink the juice and it's not great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's I, I think it's fun. It's almost like an inside joke for the community in a way, you know, like the pickle thing. Again, from being in your stream, I know it's become a little bit of an inside joke. You have the little dancing emote of the pickle. Yeah, oh, it's 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 fun, I think. Um, I, maybe not for you, 100 percent, but <laughs> no, I, I'm glad people get a kick out of it. Yeah, no, it's great. So as I mentioned before, some of our listeners may be looking to jump into streaming for the first time, but aren't sure where to begin. So what would your, say, top three must-haves be for someone who's looking to start streaming? And if you can't think of three, just one is fine. Um, my, my number one thing, I guess, would be to have an idea of, what, of how you want to present your stream. Mm -hmm. um, don't just go in being like, oh, I'm just going to play a video game. That's it. Um, try to have some type of an angle if possible, whether it just be, you know, um, maybe putting on like a little bit of an act or, um, having a nice setup behind you and, or just focusing mainly on one genre of, of games. Uh, don't just be, I, I guess, don't just be someone who's going to sit there and just play a video game. You know, you got to have some sort of, um, some, some sort of idea of how you're going to sell your stream to other people that come in sure um, yeah like to stand out basically be unique yeah enough yeah um a good mic a good mic is a, a must agreed right you want to sound good at least sound good uh, right because you don't always have to be on camera playing but people people want to hear you people want yeah. to interact with someone Definitely. and not just look at a video game a, a screen of just someone playing a video game all the time because uh, you could just go to like YouTube and do that, right? Um, so you don't want, yeah, you you don't want that. And a third thing that you need, I would say, I would say, I, I guess a good game. You you wanna you wanna play a good a game that people are gonna wanna watch. Mm -hmm. You know, don't you don't always necessarily have to play what's new. 
I mean, you, again, you could play some uh, some retro games. I know you guys do that, and uh, like something that something that interests you, but also will interest an audience. You don't sure. want to go too out of you know too far out of left field and play a game that no one's ever heard of, because then you know you might get a couple people in, but then it's like, oh, well, I don't know anything about this game. It seems weird. Mm. Um, yeah, something that people know is uh is important. I'd say. Yeah. No, those are all really good tips. Um, what would you say? I mean, one of the biggest questions that people who are breaking into streaming ask that I've noticed are asking how to grow a community, how to get quote unquote noticed, as they say. And it doesn't necessarily mean thousands of viewers, but enough. Like how how did you get to the point where you know when you stream at the very least a handful of people are going to tune in and they're going to watch and you're going to hang out and have someone to talk to like was there anything uh, that you did specifically to to build that kind of a, a community or is there any kind of advice that you would give like i said to a new streamer to help them with that aspect i would say marry someone who already has a built-in <laughs> fan base and then wow. just ride their coattails and that's that's essentially what i did i mean I mean, we were married beforehand, but yes, uh, yes. I was someone I I would your community knew who I was because I would pop in every now and then just because I moderate for you and all that. Mm-hmm. So they, they knew who I was and they've they've pretty much come over from your channel. I, I might have a couple people that are different, like not from your channel, but so I'm not the person to really ask about how to grow a community. Uh, I, I but I, I would say. You know, I, uh, Mark and I, we podcast together with a friend, our friend Anthony, mm-hmm. and you know, we started from nothing. And I mean, we're not huge, but we have a good following, and we get a good amount of downloads uh, every episode. And I think that again, you have to have an angle and consistency. And if you're, if the people who follow you know you're going to be there every Thursday at eight o'clock, say. Like they can count on that, and then eventually they'll start looking forward to Thursdays at sure, eight o'clock. Yeah. Yep. And like, oh, I'm gonna go watch so and so play so and so. Right. So that that it becomes a staple. It, it's it's like a TV show. You know, every Friday there there's a new uh, for a time being there's a new episode of The Boys out. Uh, so I know when I get home from work on Friday, I'm gonna go watch The Boys. So. That's that's kind of how you build through consistency. Um, yeah. That that any I think again I'm not the best person to ask, but I think consistency is key. Yeah. No, I definitely I definitely think that's a great point. Um, I will also add on to what you were saying about um, riding my coattails, because you can be my husband again, but at the end of the day, people are going to come in and they're not necessarily going to want to stay if you're boring or rude or, you know what I'm saying? Like don't have a good quality of stream in general, but you also, I've noticed will pop into other people's streams and network and you'll say hi and you'll, you know, thank them if they give you a shout out and you'll talk with people. And that makes a big difference. Um, even if you are quote unquote, writing someone's coattails, you're still, you know, making your presence known in a positive way. Yeah, I, I, yeah, of course. I'll, I've learned a lot of stuff from watching you and watching others who, uh, I guess it's Twitch etiquette. So yeah. I, I try to follow that and, uh, I'm still learning. And there, sometimes I, I mess up and I'll, I'll forget to do shout outs and stuff like that. It, it's a lot to, uh, 
it's a, it's a lot to keep track of. Mm-hmm. I think um, again, as someone who's just used to just playing a video game, uh, it, it's hard to follow the criteria sometimes. Yeah, I I, I hear that. Um, do you have any favorite streamers that you enjoy watching that you'd like to shout out? And if the answer is no, we can just say that they're all great and you don't want to single anyone out. <laughs> but if you have any that you want to shout out, feel free to do so. Well, it's you, obviously. I watch. No, it wasn't why I asked you that. <laughs> um, man, I of um. Yeah, just some cool people that yeah. maybe the listeners would like, and that of course they would also appreciate the shout out. Yeah, I mean, I, I like uh, Itty Bitty Brit, um, Ao Pierre, Death Comes, his wife. I watch. Uh, look a local. Wait, is it Look a Lizard? Yep, Look a yeah. Lizard, and there's underscores um, in between each. Right. In, uh, uh, de- uh, I already said death. Uh, N- Nigiri is really mm-hmm. good. Um, I, I there's so many. Yeah, there's so many. I I like everybody I watch because everyone plays something different. Um, yeah, you know, uh, Ao Pierre. He he plays a lot of um uh, first person shooters, and he's really good at them. And I, I like first person shooters. I'm I'm no longer very good at them, but I used to be very good at them. Uh, uh. Brittany, itty bitty Brit, she plays, she's like a variety streamer. She plays some cool stuff. Uh, I think she's streaming at the, at the time of this recording. And, uh, nice. you know, it's, she's someone that we met at Comic-Con uh, last, uh, last year. Mm-hmm. And she's just very bubbly personality. You see, like, that's someone who, and she has a gimmick with uh, like her whole cat thing. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you subscribe to her, she does a little like dance. A cat uh, dance. Like your cat dance. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Super like, cute. Have, you have to have like a gimmick, you know, where uh, like you have uh, you have the horror elements and um, and you do sometimes you'll do cosplay streams and stuff like that. So there's there's always something different and you're, you're very interactive with the uh, the, the chat. Um, yeah, I, I think having having a gimmick is important and everyone that I've I watch uh, has that has that gimmick like lands leader is um a very relaxed kind of um horror gamer where you know you could just see he's having fun and and that's also like you want to show the crowd that you're having fun while playing it's not just Mm -hmm. again you sitting there playing right Uh, even if you're not interacting with everybody uh it's important to to just have fun with it because then if the if the community or the crowd is seeing you have fun it's it's fun for them i think because if, yeah. if you just go into a stream and someone's just sitting there you know like <laughs> looking like they hate their life yeah not even that it's just like just some guy or some girl sitting there you know doing the doing whatever they could be playing the most fun game ever right they're just kind of sitting there like, oh, oh hey how you doing hey oh you know thanks uh um, right. it's, it's like yeah this is boring you know like i love this game but this person's boring me so and and also, if, you, if you're not a very good gamer, you don't have to be great at this stuff. Um, you know, you, it's like who, that guy Ninja or whoever, like these guys are like professional gamers and all that. Um, you don't have to necessarily be this. Uh, like, God I gotta gamer. Speed run. Yeah, I got to speed run. <laughs> I got to do everything. I, and I, I can't die at all or I, you know, sure. I can't mess up because uh, there's fun in the messing up and there's fun in the dying. And the, Oh, yeah, I do it enough. Yeah, there's fun in that because uh, people, you know, every, every but no one's perfect. So it's like, oh, this is where I died, or I, right. I've always had trouble beating this boss, and like, oh, like oh, they beat. I, I remember when I was playing um, 
Metroid Dread, I had oh, a really yeah. hard time with the the final boss. And even when I like when I beat them, I have some people like, wow, I, it took me forever to beat this guy. And, and like, yeah, you know, it's fun to it's fun to see people interacting that way. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. So just to wrap up the interview, mm-hmm. um, let everyone know again where they could find you on Twitch, please. OK, uh, again, it's um, I keep thinking it's Twitter, but it's Twitch. Yeah, <laughs> there's no at there. Uh, it's just the bat Dan underscore so bat and then my name dan the bat dan underscore and uh I, i'm again i also have a, a podcast that i do with mark and uh our, our friend anthony it's called they call this a movie and uh we you see we're more uh we're way more consistent with that we have new episodes every thursday um and it's on every pod catcher out there you know uh was it apple uh google play spreaker stitcher um so you know, check that out if you if you can. I invite you to do so. Uh, and we're on social media at TCTAM pod. That's that's the best place to find me. Perfect. Do you have a personal Twitter that you wanted to shout out as well or any other social media? Uh, I do, but I'm very boring on <laughs> my uh, you, you wouldn't want to follow me on my um, actual Twitter because it's just me talking about like animal welfare and stuff like that. And I, I think people would get bummed out with the stuff that I, I talk about. Okay. Well, if anyone is interested in animal welfare, hit us up, slide into our DMS. Yes. And we'll connect you guys. <laughs> well, I think, I think that pretty much wrapped up all the questions I had. Um, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, and for those of you listening, I didn't force him. <laughs> he did it on his own accord. Yeah. Um, yeah you, you messaged me earlier yeah. and asked if I wanted to do it. And yep. I can't say no to you. Oh, then, well, well, cause then I have to like, see you later <laughs> and then i'd feel bad fair enough I you guess. didn't force me to do it i'm glad yes uh so for everyone out there listening to this episode if you are not already following dan aka the bat dan underscore on twitch please go head over there click the follow button and show him your support all right so now it's time to move on to retro roulette and joining me for this segment is tom hey tom how's it going Doing good. It's uh, it's it's Friday. I can't ask for it to be any better. <laughs> I have to agree strongly with that. We played a good game this week, so that made we me happy. We did. Too. Yes, I actually played it um, not too long before we are recording now, so uh, it is fresh in my mind, and I'm very glad because it helped turn around my Friday a little bit. So, yeah. But um, for those of you out there that may have forgotten, we played Spyro the Dragon for the PlayStation 1 this week. So we're going to jump in and discuss. Would you like to start us off? Sure. Uh, Spyro the Dragon uh, is one of those games that I was aware of as a kid because mm-hmm. it was everywhere, but I didn't have it. It was one of those things where it came out at a point where I didn't have, or I didn't, I wasn't really into playing video games at that time. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to be able to come back to, a retro platformer and not have it be complete garbage. Yes. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed this game. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that we could talk about, but I'll, I'll get my negatives out of the way first and then we can gloat a little bit. Sure. My biggest problem with the game, which should come to as a surprise to nobody is the camera. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the camera is awful. It's just so slow. It's just really slow and clunky. But other than that, I can't really complain too much. Spyro controls really well. 
um all i the music is really good this is so this is one of those games i feel like a lot of people may have just turned on and let the music run yep uh stuart copeland the drummer for the police uh did all of the music for the for spiral one two and three and it's so good it's it's just it works so well with all of the worlds that you go to uh it just it eases your mind a little bit as you're playing it makes it a in my opinion, it makes a little makes it a little better to play. I mean, music always makes games better, mm-hmm. but uh, I really enjoy that as well because you know that's 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 my thing on here to talk about video game music. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, you have a good point. I have to agree with you. The music is great. Where are you coming from with this game, Jen? So I know I've I've mentioned this a few times, but I was mainly like a PC gamer growing up because. The closest family, one of the closest family members to us was my uncle and my cousin, and they had computers because he built computers for a living. So he had a lot of computer games, so I would go over there and play them. We didn't have a computer when I was young. Um, the other, the other, I guess, console that I had a lot of experience with eventually would be PlayStation 1. So I would go over to my cousin's house and I would play Spyro all the time. And I love Spyro. I, I was thinking about this before. I'm thinking Spyro may be one of the games that really got me into op- like an open world style game, the exploring aspect of it, um, because I was playing it before and I'm like, man, I wonder if this is one of the things that kind of triggered that for me as a kid, because I remember looking forward to booting it up and just like, I mean, I was a kid, so I wasn't really strategizing or anything. I probably didn't even know what I was doing at, the, at that point, but I just wanted to like run around and just look at everything and probably listen to the music too. So... <laughs> I was very excited that this game came up in Retroulette. Um, I got I got a decent amount of, of playing through. Um, I got about, I think I got like 21 of the dragons. I ended up in the ice cavern. I, I took a break. <laughs> I called it quits there because I kept slipping off the ice. Um, I was trying to do this one part where you have to jump on like five different pillars and then glide to a platform. And I just yeah. kept overthinking it because I kept getting flustered and I kept falling off. I, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stop because I don't want to have a negative experience here because I love this game. So I'm just going to take a break. I def- I totally get that. I know it. I can picture exactly where you were. Yeah. Um, like a, like one of the first streams I did, I played Spyro and I can remember doing that over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Ice levels and I don't really mix well. I don't know if anyone rem- caught our uh, our Mario stream, our Super Mario sixty four stream between uh, Tom and I doing the ice luge. <laughs> Must have taken me like fifteen minutes, and then Dan came down and one shotted it for me. I just I don't I don't get along with ice well in video games. Although I love water levels. So, say no. it's it's weird because you're you're the water love level queen, and you don't like you don't like ice levels. <laughs> yeah, go figure. But um, yeah, I agree with what you said about the music. It's awesome. There wasn't a part in the game where I was like, oh my God, this music is so annoying. Because you know how some games are. You get to a level and you're just like, ugh, I don't like this this music here or whatever. But I never got that. It doesn't um, overpower anything. I right. feel like it's it's very, it's, it's nice background sound that uh, allows you to just kind of go off in your own little world and explore and I, I that's a big thing with this game i really like the exploration uh side of the the game which is nice because usually in a platformer 
you go in and it gives you a level and you beat that level and then you go to the next level and you beat that level but with this game you can kind of go wherever you want as long as you have enough dragons obviously yep and that's exactly what made me think like hey this might have been something that got me on the path towards loving open world because you got to go virtually wherever you wanted and you could like glide up on on um different levels and then you have like a whole nother area and i'm like oh snap i never found this when i was a kid this is great so. Yeah, you could definitely tell it was made around the same time as Super Mario 64. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of got that same feel to it, but it's mm-hmm. it, they put their own spin on it, which is nice. It's not like a carbon copy of yep. um Super Mario 64. I felt like I agree with you on the camera angles. Um I felt like this game did the camera a little bit better than Super Mario 64 did, but not by yeah. much. <laughs> it was still very frustrating. I like that it doesn't snap the camera. Yes. Because Mario 64 only had like four angles. This right. this is freewheeling at least a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah that, that's like the w- only negative I can really think of. Like there's there's not anything that comes to mind exactly mm-hmm. that is a was a problem. No, I think I, I liked how you start out and it's like an extended tutorial finding the first 10 dragons because I think each one of them gives you an important tip that's going to help you either in that area or just in the game in general. But I feel like it wasn't, it wasn't, I don't know what, how, what I'm trying to say. It wasn't like cheesy and forced as much as it was like just part of the game and you learned it casually, like yeah. slowly as you went through. So no, it wasn't I get it. Like, yeah. this is the tutorial now, you know? <laughs> it, it wasn't like Banjo-Kazooie-esque. It wasn't, it wasn't super cheese. Right, yeah. It was just, it fit. And it wasn't overly difficult. Like, I feel like the difficulty in this game ramps up a little bit at a time. It gets not like, oh, the, the first 10 dragons, that was so easy. And then, like, you get thrown into the next world and you're like, what the hell? I can't, I can't survive. What's going on? You know, some games are like, they just throw you in the deep end. Yeah. But, this game, this game was good. Um, now, question about the cameras. Yes. On my end, it gave me the option in the options menu to switch from passive to active camera. Did you did you have that option as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I just want to make sure I wasn't telling on myself or anything. No, <laughs> no, no. I I uh, I I tried out both of them, and I didn't really uh-huh. notice too much of a difference. Okay. Uh, passive, I guess, is a little easier because you don't have to constantly control it. But yeah. I, I, it wasn't like uh night and day difference for me. Cause I, I tend, cause I guess because now every game you control the camera. Mm-hmm. So I kind of j- just naturally will try to control the camera anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't, once I got in the groove of it, it wasn't terrible, but right. I, I was still not a huge fan, but yeah, it's not no. Super Mario 64 bad. That's for yeah. sure. It's definitely not. Yeah. It, I would laugh like if I went out on a ledge and I was trying to turn the camera to see if I had to jump off and glide in a certain direction, I wanted to see which you know angle I should take. And if you're too close to a wall, the camera like literally gets stuck on the wall and you can't look. <laughs> and it makes me laugh because it's so it's the beginning of being able to, you know, make the camera what they can do today. It's just funny how it gets stuck on the wall and you're like, well, OK, I guess I got to move up a little bit. I guess I'm not going to see around this corner. All right. <laughs> yes, we're just jumping and hoping for the best. But um, it's nice that Spyro has a glide. I, that yeah. always is something nice in a game. Well, I mean, he's a dragon, so he can fly a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's nice in a platformer to have that little bit of extra uh, 
security in case you fall off a, a ledge or something. You can kind of glide to where you want to go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that was another thing I appreciated about the tutorial because one of the dragons tells you like when you're gliding, if you click this button twice, like at the top of your jump, you're actually going to glide higher and faster, like kind of not higher and faster. You're going to get the most air basically when you're trying to hit a high place. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's that's very helpful, I think, especially when kids are playing and, you know, they might not necessarily understand the whole gliding thing. Being able to throw that in there helps, I'm sure. Yeah, that's for sure. But yeah. overall, a very good, uh, positive experience, I think it sounds like for both of us. Yeah, I, it's like I said, it's a nice thing when we can come on here and and have a <laughs> have a positive experience with retro roulette every now and then. <laughs> I know. Even if yeah. every, even if everybody already knows it's going to be one, it's still nice to have. Yep, exactly. And I think it makes it exciting too because when we have one that is a typical favorite, there might be a little bit of mystery. Like, will one of them actually hate it? I don't know. We're going to have to listen and find out. But yep. sorry to disappoint. We didn't. We didn't hate it. That's OK. Yeah, it's fine. All right. So I guess we'll uh, give it a score. Tom, what are you rating this one? I'm going to give it a four out of five. OK. And the only reason I'm not giving it more is because of that damn camera. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to give it a four and a half out of five. Also for the camera. But it annoyed me a little bit less, I think. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty good score. We'll have to get Mark's score offline, but I'm pretty sure he'll hit somewhere in between us, I'm sure. Yeah, it's usually the way it goes. Yep. Well, I guess I guess it's that time. I'm going to have you spin the wheel, and we'll see what our next game's going to be. All right. Another Super Nintendo beat-em-up. We're playing Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, I've never played that before. So the reason I always wanted to play this one is because you could play as the Zords. Oh, okay. I, it's not till the end of the game, but you 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 can do Zord fights, and it's like a fighting game, and it's awesome. Cool. So I'm looking Sweet. forward to that. Yeah, should be fun. All right. So I guess I guess uh, that does it for Retro Roulette for this episode. Uh, before we get out of here, I will go through our. Normal sign-offs for everyone. Um, so first and foremost, you can follow us on Twitter at GameVaultPod. You can also find us on Twitch at GameVaultPod as well. Our streaming schedule right now is kind of up in the air. Mondays are probably our most consistent stream schedule at this point. It's either going to be uh, Mark hosting our Retro Roulette stream or most likely playing Neon White <laughs> at this point. Um, but I, I know we're going to try to get back into a more consistent streaming schedule soon. We'll keep you guys posted. The summer summer plans just make things a little difficult. So um, more on that soon. But we'll, we'll let everyone know on Twitter when we do have any news or our scheduling updates and stuff like that. Um, and then I know we usually, we usually give a shout out for They Call This a Movie, which is the other podcast that Mark is in. So it is Mark, Anthony, and Dan, and they review most of the time pretty bad movies. So uh, everyone out there doesn't have to do it themselves. And they're very funny. <laughs> and uh, we've both been guests on there before. So you guys should definitely check them out. You can basically search for They Call This a Movie pretty much anywhere where you'd find podcasts. Um, so Spreaker, iTunes, Google Play, all that good stuff. And they always appreciate if you rate and review them as well, because that helps. And uh, yeah, so that would be great if you check them out. And uh, last but certainly not least... We are affiliates of Stone Age Gamer. If you haven't heard of them, they're an awesome retro gaming website. 
you pretty much can find anything you need there if you're in the retro gaming industry. So parts, cables, controllers, they have some kinds of consoles, all kinds of good stuff. Please go check them out. There's a link in our bio on Twitch and also here below our uh, podcast information. If you click through that link and you make a purchase, we do get a small kickback. And we always appreciate that because we put that right back into the streams and the podcast to make it better for you guys. So I think that's it. So thank you everyone for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to this extra special episode of Game Vault Pod. And for Tom, I am Jenny and we'll catch you in the next one.